It's a Thursday edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. Welcome to the show. In addition to feature ag news reports, I'll bring you regional and national agricultural news. And I'll kick it all off with regional agricultural news right after this word from our sponsor. There's giant potential sleeping in your soil. Under drought conditions, it's never been more important to wake it up. Phycoterra, a superior soil microbial food, activates the native microbes responsible for your soil's health and water holding capacity. Adding Phycoterra to your crop increases water retention up to 10% and optimizes crop nutrient availability. Plus, it delivers excellent mixability and application flexibility, making it easy to add to your existing crop input strategy. Visit Phycoterra.com to learn how you can wake up your soil's giant potential with Phycoterra. California leads a nation in agricultural commodities produced, but it is also leading the nation in its bid to move from diesel-powered trucks to electric power. The California Air Resources Board has hashed a new plan to require trucking fleets in the state to switch from diesel to electric power by 2040. Just last year, California shipped over 11 million tons of agricultural commodities in refrigerated trucks, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's quarterly reports, and the reports don't even include livestock grains or trucking from Mexico to California. Under the new proposal, Proposal, manufacturers won't be able to sell trucks fueled by diesel or gasoline in California starting in 2024. Over 1.8 million heavy-duty trucks on California's roads will be affected. The unknowns may have heavy implications for supply chains, the cost of new trucks, and the limited number of charging stations. Also a promise for challenges will be the limited range of these vehicles, especially when transporting livestock. Currently, electric truck prices are ranging from two to three times the cost of conventional diesel vehicles. Meanwhile, the range for electric trucks is just 100 to 200 miles between charges. In addition, electric models currently on the market require four hours to charge. During California's harvesting season, truckers work long days and the drives often include rural locations without access to charging stations. California gets about two-thirds of its electricity from thermal and non-renewable resources, including natural natural gas, and nuclear. The plan also aims to have medium and heavy-duty trucks entering ports and rail yards to be zero emission, and even more rapidly, the state and local government fleets to be so by the year 2027. According to the California Trucking Association, California would need to install 336 chargers every week until 2035 to be able to meet the charging demands for trucks. An additional 65 megawatts each week need to be supplied by the power grid to support an additional 290,000 electric trucks. California may be putting the cart before the horse, according to agdaily.com. The announcement of this new proposal comes on the heels of a power grid in California that struggled to handle late summer heat waves. Assemblywoman Blanca Rubio pointed out that the state is already importing nearly 30% of its power needs. Santa Cruz-based Awesome Organics, the largest importer of organic table grapes from the Southern Hemisphere, has begun a tenth season of their Organic Peruvian Winter Table Grape Program. Awesome Organics helps to fill the winter organic fruit void with high-quality organic grapes from early December when the California grape season is finishing up well into April. Loading up on both coasts during the winter months, Awesome Organics' Peruvian table grapes offer customers a full and reliable supply, according to the company. Awesome Organics begins the winter organic grape season with grapes from northern Peru and finishes the season with their southern Peruvian organic grape production. The growers' organic table grapes vineyards in northern and southern Peru combine to provide a good supply all winter long of red and green seedless grapes. And now they have a top-quality southern African organic table grape grower helping to fill the transition period between northern Peru and southern Peru harvests. 
according to David Posner, founder, president, and CEO of Awesome Organics. Awesome's Peruvian Organic Grape Program is by far the largest and most advanced in Peru, once again, according to the company. Church Brothers has announced a promotion of key staff and new hires to support harvest operations for their growing food service and retail programs. Church Brothers is pleased to announce a promotion of Vincente Alvarez to senior harvest manager, effective immediately. Alvarez has worked for Church Brothers for nearly 10 years in production analyst and production harvest account roles. Alvarez brings a wealth of knowledge on the harvesting side of the business to this new role. His role will expand to manage harvest forecast, cost, track results against KPIs, and manage harvest harvest team members. Brian Church, chief executive officer, said that his knowledge and skill set have been instrumental in harvest operations. His new role will build upon this and help support their strategic growth plans. Church Brothers also added key staff to their operations in Mexico. Frank Goldner has joined Church Brothers as director of grower operations based out of the Baja Coast and the San Luis Rio, Colorado areas. Goldner has nearly 40 years of experience in fresh produce and has worked for companies such as Manpacking and Tanamira and Antle in operations and general management roles. John Goldner's role at Church Brothers will focus on increasing efficiency and productivity for the Mexico growing operations through improving processes and collaborating cross-departmentally. David Weinstein, Director of Procurement for Heath & Lejeune, a Los Angeles-based full-line organic produce wholesaler, said that organic strawberries are in a seasonal gap. California's volume is winding down, and the organic strawberry crop from Mexico is running a couple of weeks later than usual because of cold weather. He says Mexico is not expected to start shipping until mid-December. There are some supplies coming out of Oxnard, but not much else available on organics. The freight on board price for a tray of California organic strawberries ranged from $50 to $54 recently which he says gives you a good indication of the supply situation. Right now, there just are not enough to go around. And data compiled by the USDA Agricultural Marketing Service and distributed through the California Strawberry Commission's homepage bears this out. During the first week of October, California shipped almost 350,000 trays of organic strawberries. By the week ending November 12th, volume had declined to about 100,000 trays and was dropping very quickly. Kayla Oberman, marketing director of the California Giant Berry Farms, has confirmed that there is currently a seasonal lull in organic strawberries and blueberries with limited supplies of both crops through the end of the year. But starting at the turn of the year, she says we will see volume start to pick up and gain week over week, adding that promotable supplies of organic strawberries will be available for Easter, weather permitting. The Chile and Blueberry Committee, which claims that Chile accounts for 75% of all the organic blueberries shipped to the U.S. on an annual basis, reports that current supplies are very low. Light, though they will pick up over the last five weeks of 2022. Do you know the nutrient use efficiency people? Yes, I'm talking about the folks at Verdesian Life Sciences that deliver crop insights and solutions so California crops grow to their full potential. From micros with a proprietary delivery system to solutions that help improve the uptake and assimilation of applied nutrients. Visit VLSCI.com to learn more about Verdesian solutions or to connect with a local representative right here in California. As most all almond growers know, pollination is one of the biggest yearly input costs. Pollination can be sporadic depending on certain conditions, and making it less sporadic and more efficient for bees can pay dividends. The relationship between the bee and the grower, however, is complex making this task not always so easy, according to almond grower and Bee Hero account executive Dan Bauman. For many almond growers, they are looking at an insect that is very much required for the pollination 
of a good crop. And probably second to water, pollination is really the most important part of setting a good crop. There's many things that would follow closely after that, but pollination is a key component of producing a profitable crop. Historically, for many growers, they could fall into one of two extremes in dealing with pollination. We're dealing with an insect that does not like to be told what to do. It also stings, and it's got various habits that are just a totally different spectrum of challenges and issues than what an ama grower is used to dealing with in his typical year. We leave that to the beekeepers. And so the almond grower can tend to take one of two extremes in dealing with that. One is to just call and order some bees from somebody and get the cheapest bees possible and just not worry about it and assume that pollination is going to be okay. The other approach is to drive around the orchard and look at the beehives every day and worry about whether they are flying enough, uh, worry about what might be in the hives, perhaps call the beekeeper and ask him why the activity today is not what it was yesterday. And there's a lot of in-between. Some growers are comfortable popping the lids on a beehive or calling in a third-party inspection. But we're dealing with a critical component of almond production. And so it really makes sense to take the guesswork and extremes out of that as much as possible. We don't need to be calling every day to see why the bees aren't flying as good, but we should be paying attention to what's in our field and verifying that we're getting what we pay for and ensuring that we are getting the best pollination possible. That's where technological approaches like Bee Hero's in-hive sensors come into play, Bauman said, reducing that gamble surrounding the number of bees in a hive and the overall strength of the hive itself. Pollination is always somewhat of a gamble because there's a number of factors that come into play. There's the strength of the bees, there's the weather, there's how many chill hours we have had, which may affect the speed of the bloom and other components that would affect that. And so there's always going to be a gamble where we can limit how big of a gamble that is, is by at least ensuring that the bees are in the field at the right time, that you've got the right number at in the right place at the right time, ready to pollinate when the weather is adequate. If you have a great pollination year, as far as weather, you could probably skip putting bees in your field and, and your neighbor's bees would cover. There's good bee saturation in the area, but none of us should be taking that gamble because that varies from year to year. And using the technology to ensure that you've got the right amount of bees in the field can limit how big of a gamble that is. Bauman made it a point to note that technology has taken its place in virtually every single aspect of growing crops, including almonds. Famously, though, pollination is the last major input to not receive the technological takeover. Bee Hero is hoping to change that. Technology and data 
is revolutionizing everything we do. Irrigation being a key example of that, uh, precision fertilizer applications using fertigation and so forth. Up until now, none of that precision has been applied to pollination and the bees. It's been a handshake and a gamble and a prayer in most scenarios. And at this point, we can do better than that. We can order bees based on frames per acre to really know what kind of strength you're putting in the field rather than it being an average in boxes that you aren't exactly sure what's in them. So you can order much more precisely to match the needs of the field. And you can apply the precision that we're using in as many areas as possible to that very critical component of your net profit at the end of the year. Bauman also said that in addition to being a precision pollination provider, Bee Hero is providing sentinel stations throughout the state to monitor bloom progress that are open to anyone to view. For My Ag Life, I'm Taylor Chalstrom. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bee's pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be hero, superior bees, superior pollination. Farm Bureau just announced the keynote speaker for its 2023 convention in Puerto Rico, January 6th through 11th, 2023. Nikki Jones, Director of Events Marketing with Idea Ag, says Burt Jacobs will deliver the keynote address. The keynote speaker for the closing general session at the convention this year is Burt Jacobs, co-founder and chief executive optimist of his company called Life is Good. Bert and his brother John launched their business with $78 in their pockets, selling t-shirts in the streets of Boston. Today, Life is Good is a $150 million brand, and they are a positive lifestyle brand that impacts over a million kids a year. Jones says Jacobs is a good fit for the agricultural audience. Bert will tell us the story of how his brand came to be, all the mistakes, the missteps, and all of it. His story will leave farmers and ranchers with the tools needed to develop an optimistic mindset that eventually leads to success. He'll help farmers uncover kind of a deeper purpose in both business and life on the farm. It'll be truly, I think, an inspiring speech for them to hear. You can register to attend the convention in person or virtually. Obviously, you can be there with us in person in sunny Puerto Rico. We'd love to see everyone there. In addition to our keynote address, we'll have an incredible lineup of educational workshops, general session events, and of course, island exploration opportunities. You can also opt to join the action virtually. Just select virtual only registration. Go to annualconvention.fb.org to register. Again, register online at annualconvention.fb.org. Michael Clements, Washington. The American Farm Bureau Federation has announced a keynote speaker for its 2023 annual convention. Farm News reporter Michael Clements tells us the speaker has a positive message to share with attendees. 
After hearing from his cabinet secretaries for labor, agriculture, and transportation, President Joe Biden earlier this week called on Congress to intervene to stop a potential rail strike next week. The White House has sent out a statement from the president calling on Congress to adopt the negotiated labor deal reached in September without any changes or delays to avert a potentially crippling national rail strike. The president highlighted the risk to several areas of the economy, including agriculture. He said a rail shutdown would devastate the economy without freight rail many U.S. industries would shut down. His economic advisors report that as many as 765,000 Americans, many union workers themselves, could be put out of work in the first two weeks alone. Communities could lose access to chemicals necessary to ensure clean drinking water. Farms and ranchers across the country could be unable to feed their livestock, according to Biden. The announcement comes after the U.S. Chamber of Commerce spearheaded a letter of 449 business groups, including dozens in agriculture, essentially also asking Congress to to step in. No one wins when the rails stop running, according to the business groups. In their letter to Congress, the letter calls on Congress to take immediate steps to prevent a national rail strike and the certain economic destruction that will follow. The 449 business groups want Congress to intervene before the end of the current status quo period on December 9th. Producers of eligible crops still have time to submit applications for assistance under USDA's Emergency Relief Program. USA Ag News reporter Rod Bain. The application deadline approaches for phase one of USDA's emergency relief program. The deadline on that is December 16th, and that's so we can understand the amount of money we had to use for that phase. Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Ducheneau say that's in preparation for the upcoming rollout of phase two of ERP. ERP Phase 1, meanwhile, has paid over $7 billion to producers who incurred eligible crop losses due to disaster during crop years 2020 and 2021. Losses covered by federal crop insurance or the non-insured crop disaster assistance program. We worked with our sister agency, the Risk Management Agency, to get indemnified losses for producers so that we could use that as the threshold for making additional payments. Applications for ERP Phase 1 funding are being accepted at local FSA offices. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Agricultural Research Service has broke ground on a new research facility housing the National Soil Dynamics Laboratory. The facility at Auburn University's College of Agriculture in Auburn, Alabama, will include two new buildings at Auburn University's Research Park. Dr. Simon Liu, ARS Acting Administrator, says with these new buildings and the continuing cooperation with their research partners at Auburn University, they believe that the National Soil Dynamics Laboratory will continue to have a substantial positive impact on agriculture all over the world. The National Soil Dynamics Laboratory and Auburn University scientists are considered national leaders in developing economical and environmentally sound crop management systems for production agriculture in the southeast. The partners are leading the way in the new national focus on soil and water quality to maintain the productivity of the nation's farms, according to Dr. Alan Tobert, supervisory research soil scientist and research leader for the National Soil Dynamics Laboratory. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. Come celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Almond Conference. This year's agenda will be packed with content focused on helping growers improve ROI, including but not limited to water supply, pollination, irrigation, 
fertigation, rootstocks, and pest management. Make plans now to join your fellow Almond industry members at the Almond Conference on December 6th through the 8th at the Safe Credit Union Convention Center in downtown Sacramento. Register now at almonds.com conference. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.